Hello and welcome to The Softer Side. I'm your life transitions coach, Shelley Carney. Let's design your life. The Softer Side with Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice offers life transitions coaching and interviews with coaches, consultants, and expert entrepreneurs. Join us in our live chat room during our YouTube live streams at thesofterside.live every Wednesday and Friday at 4 o'clock p.m. Mountain. So hello and welcome. Today's topic is what is unconditional love in a relationship? And of course, as we all know, the most important relationship we can have is with ourselves. So here we have a quote that says the ultimate lesson all of us have to learn is unconditional love, which includes not only others, but ourselves as well. I like that quote. So let's talk about love. What is unconditional love, Toby? It's uh, maintaining a romantic and loving relationship with another individual of your choice. This sounds very like I'm doing the like I'm doing a legal definition here, just in case. <laughs> with a uh, individual of your choice, um, in a way that requires no special conditions to maintain, right? So the the condition if if I were if I told if I were to say uh, to someone uh, I am in love with you as long as you make sure you the dishes are washed every day mm-hmm. uh, you start making conditions mm-hmm. now that's a very platonic one but sometimes they can be emotional conditions I can be in love with you as long as you make sure you attend to my needs or you're in love with me. So, and either party can establish those conditions, and the moment you do, it's conditional love, as opposed to unconditional love. Unconditional love is, I love you the way you are, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully you love me the way I am. Uh, I thought it was cute uh, when you were talking about, um, uh, I asked about unconditional love. How, how did you do it? You turned it around on me real like it was somebody who says, um, do you believe in unconditional love? And and the answer they give you is, yeah, you have to love me unconditionally. You know, like they <laughs> switch it around on you. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I, I think. Well, and I think as a parent, we understand even more <clears throat> what unconditional love is because sometimes our children are not easy to love mm-hmm. or like. But uh, we continue to love them anyway, because we're their parent and they're our child, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> so, well, and, and sometimes to the detriment of both the child and the parent, right? Because my mother uh, was a classic example of uh, the kind of mother that gave at least two of her sons unconditional love, no matter what they did, mm-hmm. and they did a lot that was wrong. Uh, and it cost them, you know, mm-hmm. that's why their lives were shortened and But and was that, like that her responsibility to take, take control of them? No. So that's the, di- and that's an important difference. And that's mm-hmm. the one I w- that, that I wanted to make is unconditional love does not mean you're required to manage their lives in order right. to, because that becomes conditional love, right? I will love you as long as you do exactly what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. 
That's right. And and the moment you start putting requirements on that, instead of saying, I will love you even if you decide, you know, the, the cute little conversation that I have with my youngest daughter about marriage and children mm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. She's not going to get married. You know, well, I'm not. I can't say that. The impression whether get, or not she gets married doesn't doesn't make any difference that, that I love, love her, her right. and you're not going to stop loving her. Exactly. I think it worried her more than it does me. You know. Yeah. You know. She, well, if you only had one child and they didn't want to have children, it might be a little bit more difficult for you to accept. But you would accept it. Yeah. Um, I don't need any more. But you have a lot of grandchildren, grandchildren yeah. so <laughs> whether or not she has children is completely up to her. Right. Well, love is a feeling. So when we separate out, when we're doing our thought models, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results, love goes in the feeling line. You have the option to feel any way you want to at any time. If you want to feel love, that's your choice. If you want to feel hate, also your choice. Nothing changes about the situation. The circumstances stay the same. The only thing that changes is how you feel. And again, that's your choice. Love is more than just a feeling. It's a choice you make every single day. So what does that tell us? It tells us why some people are married 36 years, because we made the choice every day, even when things are hard or uh, even when my husband's traveling most of the time or even when things are not perfect we still choose to love each other unconditionally. So how does love feel? Uh, When we are loved by others, it can feel warm and fuzzy. It can feel safe and protected. Uh, It can feel sweet and romantic and maybe even a little sexy. When we are loving others, we can feel nurturing and we can feel needed and appreciated. So all of these feelings are wonderful. They make us feel so good. Uh, they make us feel happy. They, um, they just, they're good feelings. They're very positive feelings. So why would we not choose to love? Um, is that a question for me? If you'd like to answer it. So I don't know why you would choose, but we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, the, it's priorities. It's, you know, uh, as you go through life with priorities. Uh, but if you can bring yourself, I think it's important to learn how to bring yourself back to love, right? Because you can get away from it. You can't be in the plus, some of the places I've been in my life and think about warm and fuzzy, safe and protected. <laughs> so you just can't, mm-hmm. right? You're lucky if you get a phone call every couple of weeks, you know, in order to reestablish contact. Uh, and uh, But what you look for is the opportunity to get back Uh, as soon as you can. It was really funny in my life. When I would come back from a location, it took two or three days just to get back to a level of communications, you know, because you've now come back to a household of, uh, at that point, seven Mm -hmm. other people, a dog and a cat. Mm -hmm. And you're just a, you know, you're just a, what do they call it? Uh, A fly in the ointment. Well, yeah, they've continued to roll forward. Right. And you have to catch up to that car and jump inside the seat again. Yeah. And and so the first part is just getting back to kind of a stable, oh, dad's back in 
in our lives, you know, and then it's just communicating so you can understand. What do you mean you're not, you, you've decided not to do this tournament or, you know, get to a level of communications. Right. And after you get to stability communications, there's, there's something Maslavian about this, I'm going to guess. But after you get to st- sta- stabilizing it and then back to a, a positive level of communications where you're just not making faces at each other because that's not communications, then you can start thinking about getting back to that state of love. Well, I think you've had a lot of practice at that, and I, I can tell. Because you do not let, you do not let things lay and wait around for somebody else to start the conversation. No. You always jump in and say, "What's going on? Uh, where are we at?" You always kick start it again. So I can tell you've had a lot of a well, lot of well, practice at that. Uh, well, part of it is that if you don't do something, it doesn't get better. Mm. You fall, you get you move further and further away from that state of love. Mm-hmm. So there might be a little bit of you know, friction as you bring it up to talk about it. But I have discovered in my life, the sooner you bring it up to talk about it, the sooner you can get it. And sometimes it's just that conversation, yep. open and and unencumbered and without criticism and all those things to get you back to that state. And sometimes by the end of that conversation, you're back in a state, you know, that what, as you described, nurturing mm-hmm. and uh, needing and, uh, and appreciated. So, yeah. Yeah, I have had a lot of practice. I guess that's not good, though. No, it is fine. It's it's what it was perfect for you. Yeah, yeah, it was good for me. Um, I like this little quote here. I love you not only for what you are, but for what I am when I am with you. So we want to be with people who make us be at our very best. Um, but again. That's still a choice. If we want to be at our very best, that's on us. It's not up to somebody else to make us be our best person that we can be. It's up to us to decide, I want to be the best person I can be around you because I love you, and that's on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to, you get to feel love when you love someone. It's your choice, right? So... Whether or not somebody loves you doesn't really matter. What matters is, do you love? Because that's when you feel love, is when you're loving on somebody. You feel it. Others feel their own emotions, and you get to feel yours. Love is always an option when it comes to every person in our life. So if you're not getting along with your teenager... You get to make the choice. Do I want to love this person or do I not want to love them? And sometimes we don't want to, but we need to talk to ourselves about that because we're the only ones that suffer when we choose not to love. You might think, well, if I love them, then maybe they're getting away with something or maybe they're getting the benefit of that love. No. They only get the benefit of their own emotions, and you get the benefit of your emotions. So choosing to love is your choice, and it's only going to make you feel better. One remedy for the fear of not being loved is to remember how good it feels to love someone. If you're feeling unloved and you want to feel better, go love someone and see what happens. 
So uh, I do want to make a point. I, okay. I want to add something that Cheryl just said. You might still love a person, but not love something they did. And then earlier she also said, uh, Tony is off on <laughs> cream pies and Fritos. I don't know where he's going. With Sounds that. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but the point I wanted to make was, um, uh, and it's, and you can express that emotion. Uh, so if you're heterosexual, mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with expressing that emotion to someone of the same sex, if you really feel that way. And I'm reminded of my good friend, Sean Scott, who is like me. He's a hugger, uh, and he doesn't mind saying, I love you, man. And I know he, I know when he says it, he means it. You know that whenever I hang up the phone with any of my kids, we end the phone call by saying, I love you, whether it's a male or a female child. Uh, but with Sean... Uh, I, if I don't see him for a while, if there's, you know, I, I feel I, I miss him, you know, like I want to find a way, uh, to see him again. And I told you that story where I hadn't seen him in a while. I was kind of, you know, how do I approach this and talk to them? And all of a sudden he showed up on my doorstep one day with a Christmas rum cake. Mm -hmm. And I called you right after that. And Mm -hmm. I said, I just had the best day ever. Mm -hmm. Um, because my best friend who I love showed up today with a, a Christmas rum cake. And and so it can be expressed in a lot of ways um, uh, for both for both your, you know, for both your female friends and your male friends, your female family members and your male family members. So once you learn how to do it, once you learn how good it feels uh, to be in love and to be loved, you just want it all the time, kind of. It's because it is such Absolutely. a good feeling. Absolutely, and there's no reason you shouldn't have that. Exactly. But you can't control who loves you. So what if you just loved people for your own sake? Well, they don't, they don't even know me. How can I love them? I listened to this podcast of this woman, and she's awesome, and I love her. She doesn't know me. Does that hurt anybody? No. Does it help me? Yeah, because I get to feel love. She doesn't know I love her, but that's okay. I love her, and I know that I love her. And that's good enough. If you're choosing not to feel love towards someone, you're the only one suffering the emotional effect of that. So say you have an ex. I know you have a couple. And you get to choose. Do you want to continue to love them, even though you had some strife, even though you broke up and you're no longer married? Do you want to continue to love them? Or do you want to hate them? Well, hating someone is like holding a grudge same thing. You drink the poison and you expect them to die. It doesn't work that way. (laughs) The poison's in your system. You're the one that's going to feel bad. They're not going to know that how you feel. They're not going to know if you love them or hate them or anything else. And it doesn't affect them. They're feeling their own feelings. You're the one who's stuck with the, either the love or the hate or whatever you decide to feel. So no divorce is pretty. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. it's rare where you can get a couple that says well uh, I'll take this you take that let's go our merry ways um, but the sooner that you can learn to say that you were sorry because it takes two to tango the <laughs> sooner you can start uh, redeveloping that relationship and I have really good relationships with my exes and and I say really good in the sense that I believe they're good they may not believe that way they don't indicate I mean I had Thanksgiving dinner at my ex's house last year. 
in in um, Virginia, and not Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving um, at my ex's house, and she invited it me. It was she, early Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. She knew I was in town, mm -hmm. and she was having the kids over, and she told me to come along. So I think the sooner you can get past, I, I can't be, I can't be in a state because of the state they're in. Mm -hmm. I just have to be the best person I can be. And when you spend that much time with someone, you don't, you don't, you can't walk away from that relationship unless it was totally evil the whole time. I didn't have that kind of relationships. Well, if there's an abuse, right, it doesn't mean you can't love them. It just means you can't be around them, right. And 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 I didn't even have that. So we had good relationships right up until the end. In both cases, it was my fault, and I had to as soon as I could. I found a way to apologize for being a jerk and start rebuilding that. It doesn't mean we're gonna get married again or anything like that but you've got kids to raise you know so the least you can do for the children is maintain a, as much of a healthy relationship as you can so that they can have healthy relationships because they're learning from yours and if you talk about your ex to the children with love then they're going to respect you more uh, yeah yeah i have no reason to speak ill of them uh Every once in a while, I'll say to one of the kids, like, wow, I had uh, some time with your mother today. And I'll say, I think she really likes me. And they go like, no, no, she doesn't. She's still mad at you, you know. Uh, <laughs> and but, you know what that does is that she's drinking the poison. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't bother you a bit. You think she likes you. Right. You're good with it. And, and, and she's I'm, just like seething in, in this ancient history. And I'm not going to change my feelings for her anyway. That's not enough to change my feelings. I'm going to still treat her like the mother of my children. Uh, and I think those are the those are hard things to do. Somebody mentioned teenagers are tough because they're they tough are. for the same reason. They just want to be angry. And but they I'll want tell to be... you what, talk to yourself away from the child, the teenager, and say, in another five years, is this going to matter? Or is it going to matter that I was here for them and I continued to love them even though they were being such a jerk? <laughs> yeah. Lisa Smith says, uh, I have said on occasion, I love you right now, but that doesn't mean I like you right now. <laughs> yeah. All right, so. let's move forward. Once you learn to accept and love them for who they are, you subconsciously learn to love yourself unconditionally. Because the things that bother us most about other people are the things that we don't like about ourselves. I'm going to say that again. The things that we don't like most about other people are the things that we don't like about ourselves. So when we can accept and love them anyway, we learn to accept and love ourselves anyway. So Violet says, I talk to my kid's dad almost every day through text. I think it is important to maintain a healthy communication. Suppose in that way we show our unconditional love for our kids. Yeah. I mean, if you, especially if you have kids together. And I've got enough of them. And now we have grandkids. We're, we're, mm -hmm. And yeah. you can even have gratitude for him having brought those children into your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sooner or later... Those kids are going to get married, and you're going to have to you're going to have to be the mother of the bride, and he's going to have to be the father of the bride, or whichever. Uh, and then they're going to start having babies, and you're going to want to be involved in that. So, the sooner you can get past whatever the whatever was caused in the divorce, whatever caused the divorce, and start reconciling, and start by you know, if it has to be you that has to apologize, then apologize so that you can move forward. Yeah. Now, 
I'm not, I'm not saying that if it was an abusive relationship that you, that you have to do that. You always have to be cautious, cautious with, a, with someone who's abusive, uh, but you can do the best you can for the sake of the children because you don't want them to inherit that, you know, what, what you do, how you behave, how you treat your partner is exactly how they'll do, mm-hmm. how they'll behave and how they'll treat their yeah. partner. And they don't, want it. they don't want an angry, upset, sad parent. Yeah. They want you to be happy. Huh. And if you can be happy, then they can be happier. It's much easier for them to be happy. Loving my partner or spouse. Do you feel love for your partner or spouse on purpose all of the time, regardless of what they do? Even when they're snoring in the middle of the night and you're trying to sleep. (laughs) Even when he whistles and you're like, do you have to whistle all the time? Even when he Wait, is whistling in his so sleep, is loud that the... when he sneezes. Oh. <laughs> whistling when he sleeps or whistling during the... During the day. Oh, okay. You know, there's these things that just like, take, you know, like stop that noise, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, my family were very quiet people. <laughs> Kevin's at work. Go ahead. Feel free. So any little noise can set us off. We're, we're sensitive to noise. But... We love them anyway, right? We just let it go. We're just like, it's so unimportant, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Instead of focusing on the things I don't like, let's focus on the things I do like. Take responsibility for how you feel and make a decision to love that person. And just remember, external changes do not result in a change to internal emotion. So if I'm always angry at my husband... And I just say, I'm going to divorce him. Well, that's not going to make me not angry anymore. I have to fix the anger, not change the situation. So think about what the root cause is and where that's coming from. And if there's a way to fix that in yourself. And then make an effort to love them. Um, If they've done something to you in the past, but they haven't done it for a really long time, but you always remember, you always carry that baggage in your mind. Well, when, when we were in our 20s, he said this and he did that. Well, we're in our 50s now. I guess I should let that go (laughs) because he hasn't done it since. So we need to make that effort to get past all of that baggage, let it go and love him in the moment or her. (laughs) A successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person. It's the same person in some ways, but in other ways they're a different person because you're a very different person in your 20s than you are in your 30s, than you are in your 40s, than you are in your 50s, than you are in your 60s. We are our different people all the time, even though we have the same name, the same general out, outsides. We're always changing and we can always find ways to love our partner through all those changes. Uh, love relationships are evolutionary, right? They evolve. They're in a constant state of change. And if you're the kind, and it's this, the advice I used to give my children was, if you're going to go out into the world right now, you have to be very flexible, very agile, and very adaptable. Because that's how fast the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And I said, and in your relationships, you have to be flexible, 
adaptable and agile. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you accept the negative and, and accept the negative as part of the relationship. You accept that your partner is going to change. I, I, there was some someone who said once that um, the thing that makes you fall in love with someone is the first thing over time you grow to hate about them. Mm, sometimes. So if the good guy's a real... I've heard that. I don't know if it's true for everyone. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's... Uh, so you can say that. So so then you have to adapt, right? And you have to say, well, maybe I don't like that anymore, but what's what do I like about him now? What's What are the reasons to stay with this person rather than what are the reasons to get away if from If I met person? them today, right. would I choose them again? Right. And make that choice again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because so so sometimes it's he, he was funny, and I hate when he's funny. He likes cars. The the question you have to ask yourself is: Is this person as kind as they were when I met them? That shouldn't change, right? The phases they go through, and and I know because I'm one of those people. Don't worry about the phase. If you don't like the phases, <laughs> ignore the phases, right? But you have to ask don't yourself. Don't worry. It'll go away in a couple yeah, of more yeah, months it'll and be, it'll be something yeah. else. <laughs> when, you, when you see uh, a number of trips to like Goodwill. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick around five minutes. If you don't like it now, I'll change into something else. But is the person still kind? Is the person still uh, uh, generous to you? Is the, still, is the person still meeting your needs in terms of love and affection and your love language, et cetera, et cetera, no matter what else they could be? He's just not as funny as you used to be. Or, man, I have heard that joke right, right. 350 yeah, times. Yeah, like asking a, a comedian's spouse, uh, oh, you just laugh all the time. Yeah, Isn't it yeah. great living with this person? And I they're just like, like... Nope, guys, that's... Yeah. The ones, uh, it, so so there's some fundamental kind of personality principles that if they can stick with, you 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 just adapt to the other stuff because they're for all of us they're just phases, you know. And a lot of time the guy that uh, or or the other person that attracted you, in the circumstances they attracted, you know, you're playing a game as well, and so you're you're offering. Uh, masks, if you will, you know, v- uh, uh, virtual masks of who you are. And when those masks go away, there's no more holograms and you're a real person, then you better, you got to, f- you know, figure out what do I like about this person, even though the masks are, are all gone. And, you know, so it's a, it's a learning process and it requires uh, agility, adaptability and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but that's true in life as well nowadays. So yeah, and making that choice. My gift to me, some people don't want to love because they are afraid they will get hurt. I don't, I don't want to trust that person. I don't want to love that person because then they might just hurt me. But not loving will not save you from being hurt because you're just hurting yourself ahead of time. You're denying yourself feeling love. Unconditional love is the ultimate gift you give to yourself. I'm going to love people Everybody, everywhere. I'm going to just love them. Why? Because it makes me feel good. So decide to love yourself today and get the support you need to love your life and find joy in all your relationships. You can register for a free discovery coaching session and we can talk about this topic together. Now we're going to open up the phone line. 202-815-1171. And you can let us know, how do you choose to feel love when it becomes challenging? We're going to look through the chat room, see who's here, what's going on. 
There we go. Oops. <laughs> okay. Your phone and lines the phone are lines are now open, and uh, we'll go to full screen. There we go. All right. What's going on in the chat room? Uh, just all kinds of funny stuff. So I want to start from the bottom because the top was just kind of crazy. They went off on a pie thing. Um, Cheryl, Kaz, my, my, Cheryl says, my cat breaks when I still love him. Okay. Uh, so there's a lot of cute things. Uh, Daly says, my cat snores. I still love her. Mm. Uh, and it's, uh, Tony is off on five different lines that have nothing to do with the conversation. So well, it's... Glenna complains that her dog snores. Uh, let's see. <laughs> there's a whole conversation. It's about, dogs and cats about, today. Dogs. Well, there's a conversation about Texas, barbecue, pie, right? They're talking a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so I read that. Cheryl, Cheryl says, sometimes if you really love someone, you might have to say or do something that will help them in the long run but they might not love you for for it right away or ever. And I've had those, I remember having those situations with my kids where I'd have to say, I, I can't let you do this. You know, you're, you're, you know, whether it was a lousy boyfriend in one case, it was just a really terrible boyfriend. And in another case, it was a terrible summer business decision. I mm -hmm. found a way to make money and I was going, no, that's going to cost you more money. You're not going to make money. It's a scam. Uh, so sometimes you just have to say uh, no and explain to them. And they're mad. Uh, one of my daughters didn't talk to me for, I think, like it was two months, right, because of the boyfriend breakup. Mm -hmm. And then it took her several years where she could go say, you know, I am really glad now that she has a husband and children. And I'm really glad now you, you stepped in for that. So. You can go two months without talking if it results in what you got there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Violet says, this is what is my challenge is to motivate myself and not have anyone except myself to be accountable to. But in the process, I do find myself loving who I am more and more, mm -hmm. which is an important point. Because if you don't yeah. love who you are, it's hard to love anybody else. That's right. It, it's very difficult. It's it in the way. And as a matter of fact, it becomes, it becomes a burden for the person that you claim you love. If, if you're not comfortable with who you are, if you're not in love with the person you are and you get into a relationship, eventually that person that you are becomes a burden in the relationship. Uh, let's see. Davio just loves good food. <laughs> oh, Lucy's in the room. She says hi. Uh, hi, Lucy. Who else is in our Facebook room? We had uh, Jill Smith-Murray, Teresa Longo, and Aaron Mastriani. Hello, I hope you're still here, hanging in with us. Davi says, unconditional love is only a theory I have seen from afar. Hmm. Davio, practice. Davio, makes... I think you are a person who loves unconditionally. I think you know it more than you think you do. Tony's come to the conclusion that the inventor of the white noise generator must be a billionaire. <laughs> well, it's a very helpful device. Okay, that's about it in the All chat right. room. There's a lot of conversation about pies. I don't know how that started or went on. To well, pies in Texas seems We're going to leave the phone lines open for a few more minutes while we do our drawing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we have got a, a drawing, drawing today. today 
we are giving away this garnet necklace. It's a little hard to oh, see. Oh, there we go. We'll give that away shortly. <laughs> Hello, you've reached the softer side. This is Shelley. Who am I talking to today? This is Joe Myron. How are you? Hello, Joe. You're live um, on just, the softer side. What's going on? Awesome. I didn't know. I didn't know I was going to catch you during the show. Um, so I actually had a question. Uh, it was actually for Toby, but uh, Toby's right here. Is it a relationship no, question? Because that's our topic no, today. No, I got a funny it's, feeling. It's, it's a treasure hunting question. <laughs> it, it is definitely a treasure hunting question. All right. Let's do this, so Joe. Do me a favor. Right. I'm going to hang up yes, because sir. this is Shelly's show, and the, the conversation is about love and relationships. And okay. uh, so I'm going to, um, uh, if you would hang up, and you can, uh, after the show, uh, I'm going to go to um, uh, turn the phone off. And that way you can call and, and wait about a half hour, and your choice is okay. to call and leave a voicemail message, or you can call later tonight on tonight's show. Okay, excellent. Okay. Thank you so much, and and uh, and I wish you guys the best of luck on your relationship. Thank you. We have a pretty good relationship. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. So that uh, happens sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So people ask us about our relationship. Uh, Shelley and I have uh, what, what starts with a loving relationship. I love her as a friend. I believe she loves me as a friend. Of course. Um, I love her husband as a best friend. Me too. Uh, and we have a great uh, partnership uh, on a business level and on a personal level. And, um, and um, she's, you know, all the things that you feel when you love someone uh, comes back uh, in spades. And the fact that we can talk to each other about these subjects makes it a lot easier. We don't spend a lot of time, we don't spend any time angry at each other. Not anymore. Not anymore. There were times we got where, over that. Yeah, early in the relationship when we were still working together. Uh, but as the relationship has evolved, we've become better and better friends. Uh, we know each other really, really well. I'd say I tell Shelley a lot of times that she probably knows me better at this point uh, than anyone with whom I've had a longer relationships, including exes. So uh, yeah, because and, you're not off traveling around for work yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's you're, the other thing too. Here. So. Um, uh, so she's very easy to talk to, and because she's a life coach, when I'm ha when I have a problem, I can call her and uh, talk uh, talk to her about it. So, so Tony says the hardest thing to do is forgive people. I'll tell you what, Tony. Remember what I said about holding a grudge. Same thing with not forgiving. You're the one drinking the poison. They don't know the difference. So if you can forgive and let it go, you're gonna feel better. That's how it is. All right. I think we're ready to close things out. Thank you guys so much for being here today, for all your great uh, chat in the chat room, for uh, all your comments on the videos, for uh, being friends in the chat room. We appreciate all your support and love that you send our way. We will see you tonight. And for the softer side, I'm your life transitions coach, Shelly Carney. Thank you for listening to the softer side podcast with life coaches, Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Schedule coaching or interviews with us by email at thesofterside.info at gmail.com and get your free Life by Design tips, downloads, and mini courses by visiting our member vault at e